Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. There's something about family businesses that seems very wholesome and often makes people feel like they're in safer hands. Helen Gibson is the MD of Agencia, the company her dad set up in 1997, which has won the award for best small business in the UK in 2017. Since the sad loss of her father, Helen, in the role of managing director, has taken the business to new heights. She's here to explain today how she's managed to catapult the business onto a global platform and to tell us more about how her work has developed communities and changed lives along the way. Wow, this is going to be great, Helen. I'm so looking forward to this. We had a lovely chat yesterday oh. uh, in, in anticipation of this today. So we uh, did. thank you for finding the time, first of all. Um, let's start right yeah. the way back in the beginning, your early life, because there's a lot of people that, with respect, may not have heard about you, but we're going to find out all about you in a second. Um, early, Helen's early life, where did it all, where did it all start? <laughs> That's a good place to start, isn't it? Start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks very much. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess it all began uh, in East Yorkshire. I was born uh, in Beverly, so uh, good place to, to start off. Um, born to mum and dad, uh, who met at Hull University. Dad from uh, Surbiton in Surrey and mum from Ilkley in West Yorkshire. Uh, so that's where it all began. I'm the oldest of four kids. <laughs> uh, not that we're kids anymore, but uh, so there's two girls, two boys, um, or now two women and two men. <laughs> um, so that's where it all began, and um, that's uh, 40 years ago. Wow. Well, we already have a lot in common, uh, Helen, because you won't know this, but I'm the oldest of uh, a great number of, of siblings, uh, oh. And I, for a very short space of time, used to live in Hull. So, um, oh, really? Right. We'll talk about we'll talk about that separately. Um, <laughs> what, what's it like being the oldest, Helen? First of all, um, I think pros and cons. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess a mixed experience, um, but overall, overall good. I mean, obviously aware of sort of leading. Um, and uh, trying, I guess, to set a fine example in terms of uh, the other kids. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I was the one that would go first, um, whereas my youngest brother obviously would probably say he had a slightly easier ride by the time it got to number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I think I share your view. Mix, mixed bag, you know, you, you kind of carry the yeah. cat and you get the blame for everything, but it's also <laughs> it's also quite nice to to be the responsible one. I think my siblings would disagree because they don't think I'm responsible at all. But I think um, just carrying the weight of expectation is quite nice in some ways. Um, yeah, what, yeah, about yeah. Your, what about your career path before Agencia? Because we'll talk about um, how you came into the family business in, in a moment. But what, yeah. what happened before Agencia, before that, that moment when you stepped into that family business? Oh, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, had a, a few jobs um, and I was very 
keen, although I'd always had an interest in joining my dad and his company and been fascinated by that, I was always uh, keen to do other things and be clear that if I was ever going to get involved in our company, I'd be doing so on the basis of having my own experience, my own credentials, contacts, etc., rather than just being, oh, she's the boss's daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I worked quite hard to uh, sort of um, earn my stripes, for want of a better word. Um, I started off as a uh, psychology teacher, so I taught A-level uh, psychology at a number of schools across Yorkshire. Um, got into educational consultancy after that in Manchester. Um, then won a scholarship to do an MBA at Hull University, so went back home to be able to do that. And uh, off the back of the MBA, then uh, got a job at the cabinet office. So um, moved to London and uh, had a couple of years at the cabinet office. Um, And beyond that, uh, got a job working with a company called PA Consulting. And that was specifically in uh, public sector government practice. So that was real exposure to all sorts of different clients and projects. And um, that was all good. Um, and at that point, I uh, felt I'd got sufficient sort of experience and um, stripes, as I say, to be able to get involved in our company in a way which would be uh, genuine and uh, make a, a real contribution uh, based on what I could offer. When did you, was there kind of, was there an epiphany? Was there a moment when you thought, right, you know, it, I'd like to follow in my dad's footsteps, albeit to become my own person and run the business in the way that I would like to do. Um, I'm really interested to hear you say that you, you know, you work really hard to earn your stripes because um, part of the demographic, part of the audience, and it's a, it's a great many people now who listen to this podcast, thankfully, um, are younger people, Helen, who perhaps, uh, and I say this with no disrespect to any of them, probably find life a little bit too easy at times and, and don't necessarily apply themselves in the way that you did. Um, what was that moment when you thought, I, you know, I really have got my eye on the business. I see, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to step away from perhaps following a different career path. Um, was, was there a moment or had you always had your eye? Was that part of the long term plan or did it just kind of happen by accident? Um, I'd say it's sort of half and half by accident and by design. Um, I mean, by the time uh, Dad set up the company, I was going into my first year at university. So um, it was at that stage where I was um, just starting to think about things, really, beyond uh, school and sixth form. Uh, So at that stage, right from the beginning, obviously taking an interest in what Dad was doing and uh, found it fascinating. Um, So I think, yeah, right from the word go in terms of the company being there and Dad doing that, it made me think, yeah, that's interesting (laughs) and more interesting than so many other things because of the variety and and the fact that it was ours or or his um in terms of that ownership um so yeah i mean part sort of uh design and part accident i guess because it it'd been there for for quite a long time but then i designed it along the way to put myself in the best possible position to well not only get a job but uh, to be able to lead it in years to come if that was considered to be a good idea both by the business but also for me personally 
Um, and I think right from the get-go, we had a very clear strategy, Dad and I, in terms of succession planning. And we actually had a five-year succession plan between us from when I came in to when I <laughs> was uh, joint managing director with him, first of all. Um, so a very clear plan in that sense, um, but always with an escape route. Uh, well, so what, tell, tell us then, Helen, tell us about the business, because there, obviously there will be people that will, once they hear this podcast and they get all your details at the end, uh, f- to save them scrambling around looking on um, on the internet now for, for your details, what, it, what exactly is the business? Okay, uh, so the business is uh, called Agencia, um, and our purpose, our mission is transforming lives, and uh, we're doing that in two predominant ways. One is health and social care work, and the other is through justice, policing, and security work. And the work that we're doing is across the UK, but a lot that's international as well. So we're working in places um, in the Balkans, in the Caribbean, in Africa, um, so all over the place, but many clients that are UK-based as well. And I guess um, in terms of at the heart of everything we're doing, it's trying to transform organisations, trying to transform the teams that we're working with um, and ultimately then obviously um, having an impact on communities um, both here and uh, abroad. Uh, So quite a mixture of clients, uh, everything from your single GP practice, (laughs) we're working with uh, hundreds of those at the moment, through to the EU um and other foreign governments as well as our own um so quite a spectrum of different clients and um pieces of work that we're doing but through the heart of everything that we're doing it's trying to genuinely and it always sounds cheesy but uh, genuinely trying to actually do work that is really worthwhile and leaves things in a better position than when we first came in um and i think that legacy is is absolutely critical to um, how we choose the work that we actually want to do and don't do. Well, you, well, you say that sounds cheesy, but um, from everything I've heard about you since uh, you have been mentioned by a number of people, I can certainly endorse the fact that everything you do is uh, is is wholesome and genuine and uh, exactly as you described. So um, now I, you know, I come from a family business as well, and uh, I remember at the age of thirteen uh, taking over. My father's business, he passed away when I was very young, and, and yeah. helping my aunt for a number of years. So I kind of got thrust wow. into the family business. And I remember loads of advantages of being involved in a family business, but I could also remember some disadvantages. In your yeah. experience, kind of what are, the, what are the pros and cons for anyone considering, um, you know, following in a sibling's footsteps or a, or a parent's footsteps? In your, in your yeah. experience, what, what, are the, what are the things to consider? Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone and every business is is different. Um, but but for me, I think some of the things that have shone through in terms of being uh, a positive. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have got involved at all if it hadn't been for the fact that I loved Dad and I loved uh, the idea of spending time with him. Um, and uh, again, now uh, one of my sisters got involved in the business. Um, 
oh, about three years ago, just over three years ago. And again, one of the best things about being in this business is that we're doing it together and spending our time together. And, um, and that's, that's fantastic. I think another real kind of pro is uh, that it is our own and we can really make it our own. And um, certainly for us, it's not just the immediate family that feel that they're part of the family. It's very much the broader team and some of our clients and um, partners. It becomes a a pretty close relationship that perhaps wouldn't be the case uh, if it wasn't an independent family business. So I think that really uh, is quite special and attracts um, a lot of people and, and interest because it is that little, little bit different. Mm. Uh, on the downside, um, obviously, it's never just business. <laughs> it's always personal as well. <laughs> um, and uh, again, a responsibility in terms of, um, I mean, I, I could never fill uh dad's shoes or, or even try really to follow in his footsteps and in fact i've been very clear that um i've got very different shoes to what he would have won <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not equally good shoes um but i think there is that sort of sense of um wanting to look after what the family have uh set up and also wanting to look forward in terms of being able to provide for that next generation should that be something that uh the next generation would want to get involved in and i suppose suppose there's always that um conundrum about whether you carry on doing something that seems to be working quite well in your particular case uh you I, i wouldn't say you you moved away from the way your dad had run the business, but you know, clearly wanted to create your own identity, do do the way that you felt. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Be mindful of the legacy that he'd created. Um, Absolutely. Was that something that was always in your mind? Could you see ways to improve the business? Clearly, the answer to that must be yes, because of what you've done. Yeah. Since. Um, but you know, is, is there a temptation to just um, keep doing it the way it's always been done? Or is the, the, the sense that you need to reinvent yourself as a business on a fairly regular basis, was that, was that a stronger pull for you? Uh, again, I'd probably say half and half. Um, there was an awful lot that was wonderful about the business when I came in 10 years ago. Um, and we've tried very hard to retain all that's good and, um, you know, the values, um, the style, all of that is is absolutely uh, rock solid. <laughs> um but at the same time, of course, and and no more than, um, I mean, we look at the situation at the moment in terms of having to absolutely transform to make sure that we can deliver via remote systems and um, respond and make sure that we continue to be relevant in the situation we find ourselves in right now. Um, so I think it's a real double act of both retaining or doing our utmost to retain all that's good about the history whilst very much moving forward and um, trying to future-proof and uh, being one step ahead of the game and continuing to develop and grow and um, move forward as best we possibly can. I can, I can see why you're so successful, Helen. Um, it's, that's, a, that's a very good and very sound philosophy to have. Now, obviously, you mentioned earlier, you know, the, uh, the, business is, you. <laughs> the, the business is comprised of a team of industry experts, emphasis on 
health, social care, justice, policing, security, all those things that you mentioned. Yeah. That is a very broad spectrum. How, how does the company work um, across so many different disciplines? And are there any specific things that you can tell us about that you do? Because earlier you kind of gave us a broad sense of what you did. Specifically, yeah, yeah. what kind of things do you do to transform people and business? Yeah. Um, I'm in a whole range of examples, um, but I guess we've seen one of our strengths as being the fact that we've got that multidisciplinary team available. And uh, for many of our clients, some will come just wanting one very small, specific niche area of expertise, whatever that might be. It might be, I don't know, cybercrime in Barbados or it's... um, I don't know, opioid addiction in Scunthorpe or (laughs) whatever it might be, Uh, and many others in between. Um, But many of our projects, with it being transformation at the heart, uh, involve the need for that broader team, and um, that's where we can can really help. Um, So yes, we've got that niche expertise, but we've also got the ability to pull together uh, that multidisciplinary team, which is pretty attractive. Mm. Um, In terms of specifics, when you say how are we actually sort of having an impact, um, I think just a couple of examples. Um, I mean, one might be, uh, for example, we've set up uh, from scratch a probation service in Macedonia. (laughs) Um, So Macedonia now have probation which they didn't have before um other things that we're doing we've set up something called primary care direct and that is uh, effectively a one-stop shop to support doctors dentists and pharmacists and um we're supporting uh, over 300 gp practices at the moment across the uk um so we're right on the front line with that um we're doing work in the Balkans, which is judicial reform work, so helping uh, a whole range of organisations to build their capacity and their skills. Um, So it it is a real mixture, um, but that just gives you a flavour of some of the things that we're doing. Amazing. Um, Since you run such a successful business and you've grown the business uh, significantly since you took over from your dad, that must the by help de- of the team. It's well, not all me. I know, but that must, by definition, make you quite a good leader. What, <laughs> what, what therefore, Helen makes a good leader? Do you think? What, what makes a good boss? Oh. Um, I'm asking you to talk about yourself now, which I know you're going to find difficult. But just generically, on all, on based on all of the experience you've gained so far, working with other leaders of industry across many yeah. different countries, what, what makes a, a good leader of people? I mean, I think what I've always tried to do is just bearing in mind some of the uh, not so good bosses I might have encountered previously, um, but also those ones that have really stood out. Um, I've tried to think, well, actually, what made the difference to me and how can we do our very best to support people, encourage people, look after them? Um I'm a big believer in trying to create a space where people can feel free to be themselves, to do their thing, um, use their creative flair. (laughs) 
Um, so I see my job as really looking after people um, and doing the very best that I can to support people and, and back them up um, and be that sort of cheerleader and an encourager. Very good. How much, um, sounds like a ridiculous question to ask you, but no, go on. How, how much satisfaction do you get from making such a difference to people's lives? I mean, a, propos- a probation service, uh, as you say, uh, opioid addiction in Scunthorpe or whatever it is, uh, yeah. and, and, and let's be clear, Scunthorpe is not full of opio- opioid addiction, addicted individuals. Let's, let's be very clear about that. It's just No. <laughs> but uh, but it, clearly you get a lot of satisfaction from what you do. I mean, that's probably understating it. Is that, is that part of the attraction yeah, yeah. you Absolutely. And not just for me, for the team as well. And um uh, well, uh, I've always said it, um, but I think, again, kind of losing dad uh, has made not only me, but all of us uh, acutely aware uh, that time is so precious and therefore we want to spend our time well. Um, and uh, therefore, it's, it's absolutely important that what we're doing is, is worthwhile and that we believe in it um, and that that legacy is, is the right legacy uh, so it I mean it's the absolute driver and a, a relentless focus on that transforming lives um, so that you know <laughs> if I disappear tomorrow or or whatever you think well that was time well spent. Mm. Now you, you strike me uh, we've, we've spoken before this Helen you strike me as a an altogether very lovely lady um, who, <laughs> who doesn't appear on the face of it again I say this with, with respect you don't appear to be, um, you know, tunnel vision driven, you know, knock everyone out of your way on the, on the path to success. Uh, you seem like a very grounded, very uh, humble, modest uh, lady who's done fantastically well. Um, how, do you, how, how do you continue to do all that you do whilst also being really nice? And I, and I don't want nice to be that kind of throwaway word. Because there's a lot of people that think in order to achieve success, they have to be uh, uncompromising. And, uh, you know, because we, we have all experienced the, the really bad boss in the past. Yeah, um, yeah. Ca- can you be successful and nice at the same time? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think um, absolutely yes. Um, and I actually think it pays dividend to be nice and be kind and be an encourager. Um, uh, I mean, personally, uh, I, I couldn't try to be anything else. And I know what you mean in terms of uh, there are all these sort of images of what... Uh, <laughs> a boss might look like or a business owner or um but to to try to be anything other than oneself whatever that is uh will be very difficult and instantly recognizable and seen through I think um so for me uh and I hope with our team as well we we are ourselves (laughs) um and uh, most people appreciate that and respond very well to it. Um, well, so. I, I think that's a very good answer. What you're saying to me is just just be the genuine version of yourself, and, and that's definitely the way you, you come across. So I'm going to ask you a very big question now. Um, 
there's a lot of, uh, you know, you, you work in a business which is all about change, but I know that you focus a lot on sustainable change. Now, there's loads and loads of people listening, Helen, that um, are going through a period of change in their life, not least um, partly forced upon them because of all that's been going on in the world in, in recent months. Yeah, yeah. Change is one thing. I mean, we can talk to all kinds of people about change, but you focus on sustainable change, and there is a massive difference between change and sustainable change. How do you, how exactly do you get people to sustain um, a transition from one place to another, you know, to maintain motivation or focus? Because that's a very, that's almost as important as the change itself is to keep, yeah, yeah. keep that that momentum and that forward direction going. How, how exactly do you achieve that sustainable change yeah. in the people you work with? And it's a number of ways, uh, but I think it's about impact in terms of um, you're not just coming in with a process-driven change or a, um, a new system change. Uh, the way that we're working is very much alongside people so yes there might be a system change or a process change or um multiple other changes but all of that we're doing working very much with people um and uh that is an effective way to do it and in doing that what we're looking to do is uh, affect behavior change um and those behavior changes are then likely to be or more likely to be sustainable in the longer term so i think that's one one thing it's it's behavior change which takes time of course it's not an overnight thing um but it's it's where it's it's um possible to embed it and um really sort of see the lasting benefit um I think then uh, there's there's a number of other things, uh, and again, each situation and organisation is different. Um, but uh, there'll be things that we do in terms of staying in touch with people, for example, after the project is completed. Um, so it's not a, a sort of hit and run job, <laughs> um, for want of a better word. It, it, we're looking for jobs that are relationships and um, longer term things um of which many of our clients are longer term relationships than people that come back again and again because that uh is, is working it's 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 a genuine change um rather than a short-lived change um you've um you know not only do you strike me as being a very nice lady as i've mentioned before but you're obviously very bright as well you know you've been a justice of the peace you worked at the cabinet office you're a teacher uh, and now you've taken over the, the family business um have you ever encountered along the way with, with all of those different uh positions of responsibility that you've held have you ever encountered any kind of inequality and i, and I ask you this question for the benefit of all the the ladies out there who are you know, probably got their eye on career advancement and maybe worry about these, you know, the, the stereotypical roadblocks to inequality in the workplace. Have you yeah, ever encountered yeah. that personally? And if you have, how did you, how did you overcome it? I mean, being perfectly honest, I, I don't feel I've really encountered that. And I don't know whether I've just been, uh, 
fortunate, lucky, um, or whether it's gone over my head. Or, um, but I, I haven't actually really ever felt that. Um, and I'd actually say the opposite in terms of, um, in many ways, I feel uh, sometimes it's been <laughs> or often an advantage to be female um, in what are often male-dominated situations. <laughs> not always, but quite often. Um, and not always, but mostly I felt that people have um, responded well to to me and my style and approach. Um, I think, if anything, uh uh, in terms of inequality, if you like, uh, on a different angle, I'd say sometimes in terms of age, uh, at times I think, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm younger than some of the people that um, are in that situation. Um, so perhaps at times I felt that. Um, but, but yeah, not, not really in terms of gender. <laughs> Well, great. That's, that, I mean, that's great to hear. Um, I, I asked you the question, and that and that will reassure um, both both men and women listening. So, um, how do we how do we find out more about you? I mean, clearly, Agencia has a website presence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you, yeah. A, are you a social media kind of lady? Do you um, do you put it out there on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or heaven knows what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the website obviously is there. Um, we have a, a company. Um, LinkedIn and, and Twitter page uh, and also I have my own uh, in terms of LinkedIn and Twitter um, so and the other thing is of course email uh, which is readily available um, in terms of the address on the website uh, so very happy to um, take emails or um, or phone calls <laughs> <laughs> well, goodness we, we almost forgot that there was something called a phone didn't we in, in uh, all that's been going on in the in yeah, the, that old-fashioned uh, on the blower. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get on the blower and have a, have a, change, yeah. have a conversation. Absolutely. Um, so, the, uh, phone, yeah. <laughs> the last, the last question for you today, Helen, is um, let's let's put you in a position where you're having a conversation with either, either a younger version of yourself or a young oh. person, maybe a son or a daughter. Maybe maybe thinking back to the imaginary conversation you might have had with your dad when uh, all that time ago. You, you wanted the answer to the, to the question that we all have for ourselves, which is, you know, trying to cut through this, uh, this mass of, uh, of something called life, you know, all the obstacles and challenges along the way. If you could share with us today one pearl of wisdom, something that, I don't know, maybe encapsulated everything you've learned in life and business so far with all that vast experience that you've shared so openly, what would that one bit of advice that would stand out from from everything else? What would it What would it be? It would be keep the faith. <laughs> In the words of uh, Bon Jovi and many others, uh, keep the faith, uh, both personally and uh, business wise. Because yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be tough. Um, if it was easy, then uh, everyone would do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um but actually uh try not to worry too much um easier said than done i know uh but keep the faith because it'll probably be all right in the end <laughs> that is that is a, a very good way of summing up uh today's conversation and um i'm delighted that it's been a conversation because when we chatted yesterday i said right we're just going to imagine 
we're down the pub having a having a glass of wine and a good old chat. Um, There's no wine here, though, is there? There isn't. I'm sorry. We could have we could have organised that. So uh, my bad. <laughs> I know I've got a glass of water. Uh, but Helen Gibson, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's a really fascinating insight into. Uh, we haven't had that many podcast guests who have actually followed in a in a parent's footsteps and and taken. Aww. The business to a new level so that will really resonate with a lot of people today so yeah. thank you for being so um so lovely so transparent um but but so informative as well it's been uh it's been great speaking to you oh well it's an absolute pleasure and i've really enjoyed it great speaking to you too and, 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 and uh, since geographically not so far away we will have to have that glass of wine uh in the not in too future <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I I've, I've got a car i'll come to you it's no problem All right, we'll see you there. Thank you very much indeed. Bye, Sandro. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast today. Helen Gibson, what a really, really fantastically inspiring lady. Every week we've got a new guest joining us, as you know by now, to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life's challenges. Please make sure you subscribe. Follow us on social media, Sandro's podcast, as always. Same on all channels. Email, hello at sandrospodcast.com. Do connect with me, Sandro Forte. I will be connecting with Helen. I think I already have, actually. And it's the real Sandro Forte on Instagram, Sandro Forte everywhere else. And leave those reviews on iTunes, please. Really important. And remember, you could be automatically entered into a draw to win one of the prizes donated by a guest of the Sandro Forte podcast. Until uh, I share my time with another guest this time next week, goodbye for now. Have a great week. <laughs>